Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the topic of our podcast today is the execution of Father Hans B. Schmidt. He had the distinction, um, uh, Father Schmidt had the distinction of being the only priest ever to be executed for murder in the United States. So we're going to talk about his holiness is uh, dastardly deeds. Do you call a priest his holiness? You do. All right. We're going to talk about his uh, dastardly deeds. I'm not even Catholic. I know that one. All right. We're going to talk about his dastardly deeds. Uh, but before we do, um, we want to remind everyone that this is a, uh, we use adult language on this podcast. We also banter. Oh, my gosh. We cuss and we banter about. So if cussing and banter is not your thing. And bantering about cussing. And we banter about cussing. We might be vaping. Uh, well, I don't vape, and Brandy doesn't vape, so you may vape. But anyway, if um, foul language offends you, this podcast is, I can tell you, this podcast is not for you. So um, just giving you fair warning. But if you like, uh, well, not necessarily if you like foul language, but if it's okay with you and you don't mind a little banter, then we... Uh, invite you to sit back and listen to the story about the execution of Father Hans B. Schmidt. I'd like to introduce our panel. I would like to first introduce the lovely uh, female member of our uh, podcast, a lady that really needs no introduction. She has a great uh, many fans all across the globe. Um, a woman that instills fear in the hearts of penises everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> the very lovely and talented, the queen of mean, the empress of evil, the mistress of the macabre, Satan's dirty little secret, pill-popping, penis-loving, Brandy. He How sounds like a game show host. How are you, Brandy? That. Thank you, I know Jess. he does. Do I sound like Wink Martindale? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Bob Barker. Yeah, Bob Barker. Uh, he's going to die soon. The guy's about. Isn't he's Martindale dead. already dead? Sure I don't dead. know. Google that, Colonel. Write that down. All right, let me check that. I out. don't know. I don't think Wink is dead. I got the World Wide Web on my phone. Okay, so where the Colonel um, checks his, checks the. <laughs> Who am I checking on? The status Wink of Martindale. Wink, Wink Martindale. Martindale. Okay. 
Um, let me ask you, Brandy, how are you doing today? You know, people really hate it when we, uh, not, not necessarily us, but they hate it on podcasts where people talk, hey, how was your weekend? So I want to just ask you, Brandy, how are you doing? I don't want to know about your weekend since that was about five days ago. But how, how are you? It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like we do these podcasts every day. <laughs> this son of a bitch is 83 years old. Where is he still living, though, right? He's still, still living. Yeah, you know, he's a panty dropper. Wink and, Personal know. life had an affair last year. All right, all right. We don't want to. We don't want to. Chuck Woolery. No, he's a born again Christian. He didn't. We have don't an want affair. to expose. Uh, we don't want to uh, sully his good name. Uh, Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale. How could you have a more fucked up name? You can't sully that Where thing. is his, where's he living it's at? It's not his time. Where's he living at right now? Right now, he's living he's in. He's got a new uh, phone. We've got to let him something to do. Um, it, 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 let's see. It's shiny. All right. Uh, while you figure that out, Colonel Brandy, any, uh, any comment? Are you looking forward to this story? I am. I am. There's nothing like a good priesty murder story. Someone had posted this. Um, Jackson, Tennessee. Where is he from? Jackson, Tennessee. Okay, Wink, if you're listening out there. A fine southern gentleman. Uh, yeah. If you're listening out there, Wink, uh, everyone says hi. Uh, thank you for turning it, tuning into the podcast. Brandy, um, back to you. You say you're looking, you were looking forward to this topic because someone uh, posted this suggestion on our Facebook, uh, our group page on Facebook, and I don't remember who it is, so I apologize to them. Because uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting story, don't you think? Well, I do, I do think, and I'm just you being Mormon though, not being oh. very religious. Yeah, I don't know that she should really. Wait a minute. You don't have much. You don't really know how to Catholic uh, how like a real religion works, right? Well, do you guys? I have a serious question for you. Uh, Mormons. Yeah, you haven't been introduced yet. Okay, but do Mormons use the Bible? Yes. Okay. All right. I didn't know. It's a Christian-based faith. Oh, it's a cult. You're a cult. <laughs> it's a Christian faith. She's got a point and, there. And let, and let me also say that it's not like I'm a real big practicer at this point. They don't let me in anymore. No, uh, well, <laughs> most churches don't. Whatever. <laughs> most people but Dave do. is satisfied with just one wife? Dave is Catholic. Yeah, but he's married to a Mormon, which means he gets a free pass. You know, he here's the thing. <laughs> if you were married to her, would you want another one? That's Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> That's a, that's a good point. Let me introduce the other member of our panel now that we've we've moved on from Brandy time. Oh, uh, we already moved on. <laughs> All righty. Uh, let me introduce the moral compass of our podcast. And it's, it's really good that he's in on this uh, this particular podcast because it, it it talks about matters of of the soul, Colonel. Mm -hmm. and of which he has none. Uh, since uh, you are very uh, knowledgeable of uh, religious matters, I'm glad that you're, uh, you know, are, I'm glad you're here to discuss this uh, particular case. He's the moral compass of our podcast. He is uh, does a, a lot of charity work. work. Uh, he is the known as the face of Bloody Stool. No, we. I told you we got to ban the Bloody Stool. Okay, okay. He's no longer being a baby. Why? I get to be pill popping, penis loving. What the hell is it's, that? It's bad karma. I told you my uh, my stepdaddy's getting all treated. All right, we we're, we're, God, we we feel bad, baby. So he no longer cares. Sack up. He no longer cares about people who have colon cancer. <laughs> I, I had to he, move he on to the. Uh, he doesn't care. Look. But he is the face of erectile dysfunction. He's the face Death of. Death surrounds him. Vagina, uh, decaying vagina. The face like decaying Vaginal vagina. Vaginal decay. 
Whatever. Vaginal decay. Let's okay, get. Okay, well. He's a face like vaginal you, decay. You, you say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> the very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm I'm doing wonderful today, Timmy, but it's a little, uh, you know, this show, and, and I hope all our listeners pay close attention because it shows how easy you can lose your way, Timmy. Yeah. You, you know? You're talking about uh, <clears throat> Father Hans Schmidt. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm, you know, you know, Timmy. I'm a, I'm a shepherd trying to tend to my flock. Is he the? Is, does he have a brother named John Jacob? Sinkelheimer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's his a, name is my name too. Well, which is a very odd coincidence. Since your name's Timmy. Yeah. Okay. It's odd. Let's get back to the lost sheep. It is odd. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Back to Father. Oh my God. Do we have to Hans go back Schmidt. to this? Yeah, we're going well, to jump it, right into it, the story. We're going to jump right into the story yes. after we talk about how this man has lost his way. And a lot of people lose their way. I mean, a lot and of people can lose their way. I'm the shepherd just trying to hold the flock together. Like Colonel, you, devil. I th- you know, Colonel, I th- you know what I think about you? I think of you as an oasis in the desert of despair. I I like to think of myself much like that. To me, I like to think of myself as a... Uh, I'm going to get a t-shirt for you that says, Oasis in the Desert of Despair. In Desert of Doom and Gloom. Jesus. So, and, and devil, don't mock this poor man. I'm because mocking you. Had you ever, had you ever had something like faith, um, you would understand she what has, it's like to lose it. She because has sympathy for the devil. She has sympathy for the devil, exactly. Now, Timmy, you're a man of faith that yes, one absolutely. time. And uh, so, you know, sometimes you question it. No, oh, yeah, and so, Timmy's so, so, so. But sometimes you can go. Out. Sometimes what, you can go astray. What does that mean? You, sometimes you can go astray. But I'm going to tell you this, Devil. I'm going to just for you. Just this is for you. This podcast is dedicated to you. If you would open up your heart and let the goodness in, good things would happen to you. Step off your pulpit, there, Jerry Falwell. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling I'm just you. Telling you. Step let me off let me put I my come over off. here and let me put my hands on your forehead, I don't, devil. I don't think let you, me, Colonel, you want to play two for flinching? <laughs> I don't think you want to touch her because then her head is going to start spinning around. <laughs> yeah, I know. And First of all, green I stuff come out. I have a makeup today. Do not fuck uh, with well, me. By do, the way, your makeup looks very nice. Well, a, thank you. You do look kind of womanly. I had today. to go see important people today, not you fuckers. Okay. You don't look like you never mention anything when I wear makeup. Well, we do, just not to your face. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We, Chuck and I keep it amongst us. He draws ourselves. his eyebrows on. Okay. He always looks surprised. <laughs> okay. So before we jump into the story, we want to thank the people who support our podcast, those who support us through Patreon. If you would like to um, support the arts, and um, seriously, if you would like to donate to the podcast, uh, we would be... Uh, very appreciative that uh, we are able to stay on the air because of uh, the generous donations of those of you who contribute to Patreon. So if you would like to contribute to the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash history dweebs. You can give a little, you can give a lot. Or just a tiny wee little bit. Too. Every little thing that helps, it helps us pay the bills to keep the podcast coming. So I would like to thank... The very generous folks who are Patreon sponsors the podcast. They include Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, Brandy McBride, Annette Petray, 
Lease, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara, Andrew Hap, uh, Cha- uh, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast. If you haven't checked out Insight, please do so. It's an excellent podcast. Amber Trevino, Mandy Swanson, Jennifer Siemens and her mother, Linda, and Jennifer's son, uh, Hunter. 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 Yes. Thank you guys very much. Bridget Clavey and Cindy Lou have been contributing uh, for a while now. We've been very generous. Thank you both very much. Heather Poole, thank you, Heather, for your um, generous donation. And Jason Dykes, uh, Jason, we really appreciate um, your contribution and your support. And, as always, Rudy the Wonder Dog, who contributes $1 to the podcast, but that's great. We said give a little, give a lot, or a he, wee bit. He said he Rudy, was going to give himself a wee little bit. Timmy. Well, he was he's very generous, and we thank you very much, Rudy. Before we before we jump in here, can I just do, I know we do shout-outs at the end, but I just got a couple quick ones, birthday shout-outs. So okay, get out very of the way. quickly, and then we'll jump uh, into the story. Jeff Chestnut's lovely wife, Dawn. Oh, happy birthday, Don. Dr. Happy Jeff, uh, be very nice to her. Buy her a big diamond ring or something. Yesterday was Angie Drake's birthday. Absolutely. Um, happy birthday, Angie. Let's see. We Oh, yesterday was Nancy Jalapeno Papa Palomino. Happy birthday, Nancy. We're having a lot of January birthdays. Yeah, Colleen Madison. Madison? Yes, Carlene. I'm sorry we missed you You're on our last podcast, but happy, happy birthday. And our beautiful and expecting Elise. Oh, it's Elise's birthday? Didn't you say it was her birthday? No, it's so, I don't know, it's not her birthday. I just said don't forget her. Because you oh, don't always forget seem to leave her off and she's on Team Timmy. But that's nice anyway. Elise, Elise. is expecting uh, a child in May and we're excited about that. And she's gonna name it Timothy, I think. Do you, I, I, uh, question for you, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Do you find pre- pregnant women attractive? I think pregnant women are very beautiful, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. I, no. The two of you are they so... They are. Pregnant I'm, women are hotter than hell. I don't well, know what all, it is about I them. Know. You see a pregnant woman, it's like, oh, my. And the good thing about them is their hormones go crazy when they're pregnant. Oh, the best thing about it is you can't get them pregnant. I, well, that's a good thing, too. But mm-hmm. um, And you're questionable about that. Is it, it happens. It, yeah. yeah, you can get them pregnant it's, twice. It's I got Renee pregnant twice. Yeah, but I mean, it's un- it's not likely. I had two at one time. Well, I um, know, but I mean, it wasn't like it was four or five months apart. I, I could have done it if I would have wanted to. All right. I split an egg in half. I could have done it four Dude, months we later. we had this, uh, we had, no, I don't want to go to this story. I worked in child enforce, child support enforcement for a while. And we had this girl who had twins, but they were from different yeah, fathers. That can happen. And um, the first guy uh, was not, you know, we done testing, and he he was the father of one of the children. We ruled out eight other guys for. I know um, that's the weirdest thing about watching. Like, I can watch Maury Povich until my eyes bleed. But all these people that come on there like three, four, five times, like two or three different guys. Yeah. Every time I'm like, what the fuck were you doing for that yeah. three or four days? What kind of party was that? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on uh, and talk about this story and try to jump into this story because it's an interesting one. It's real interesting we to all me. Agree. It's Unlike easy. some of the other ones we do. 
It's the he, uh, it's about uh, Hans B. Schmidt. He was the first priest uh, ever to be executed in the United States. He was uh, executed for murder back in 1916. Hans B. Schmidt was born on January 3rd, 1881, in the Bavarian city. I'm going to screw this one up. Oh, yeah. Aschenbach. Hashemfeb. 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 Somewhere. It's in, sh- in Bavaria. You really should have. That's called preparation. You should have. No, really I mean, I, could, I you, you wrote the goddamn script. I, I could be, I could prepare for this thing for a week and I would still not, you know. Well, I was, I was listening to our podcast that we did yesterday on uh, Mike Malloy and listening to where you guys were making fun of me. For pronoun- not mispronouncing the potato fan- phantom, yes, <laughs> and I was trying to say it correctly, like laying in bed trying to say it correctly, and I was still fucking it up. So, <laughs> but anyway, Hans Schmidt, Asha Fem, Timmy, Asha Fem, I don't think Asha Fem, Akenden, Akenden, Aken, Aken, you have to have, yeah, you have to have that uh, German accent. Hans B. Schmidt was an unusual child, Brandy. Oh. His brothers teased him as a when he was a boy for obsessive masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems wrong. The, yeah, what? I mean, the teasing or the masturbating? Teasing. Okay. I the, can just picture him like in his little shorts and his <laughs> little uh his onesie pulling up. Yeah. <laughs> Tearing his onesie open. No, but once they find it, they don't let go. Oh, they don't let go of it. Yeah. Have you let go yet? (laughs) I'm holding mine right now. (laughs) Can you get it off the table at least? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) His parents were disturbed. Yeah. It ruins dinner. (laughs) I'm telling you. They ask you to leave the movies if you do that. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 actually ask. Uh, they'll ask you to leave church as well. They'll ask you to, they ask you to leave Denny's too. Don't <laughs> don't let anybody tell you different. How many places have you masturbated, devil? Not me. I got boys. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Denny's but frowns on that. I, well, I think they were frowned on if you did it as well. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, you're a screamer. They, they would kick you. I don't out. think they'd have frowned. His parents would punish him by whipping him with a strap. On his wiener? <laughs> Why he prayed aloud to the Heavenly Father for forgiveness. Did they whip his wiener or his butt? No, they think they were whipping his butt. But, okay. You know, and he was praying. and They made him pray at the same time. That doesn't sound healthy. I think that costs extra most places. You know, I think I saw that in Carrie right after she saw her <laughs> dirty pillows. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> He had an ear. You know who played in Carrie was the same guy. Which played, one? The the first, the original. Yeah. Was the guy that played in Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I John Travolta was in it too. Willie yeah. Ames. I, yeah, I like that uh, Greatest American Hero. Willie Ames is Greatest American Hero. No, but they all they had curly like, hair they back do then. Look alike. They, they, they look do. Alike. Willie Ames. Willie check, Ames took a left. Check somewhere. out. Yeah. Check that out, Colonel. See who played that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Let me Write do the down. research. <laughs> I'm the research boy all of a sudden. Yeah. So he had uh, uh, he had an eerie childhood habit. Besides masturbating? Besides masturbating. Well, it kind of included masturbating. 
of spending his afternoons watching cows and pigs being processed at the local slaughterhouse. And masturbating? Yes. While he was at the slaughterhouse? I'll get to it. Oh, that's so bad. That's so weird. He was uh, entranced by the Roman Catholic rituals. He was, you know, he went to Catholic church. William Catt. William Catt, that's who it was. Who played the, uh, who played on that show with him, with the FBI guy? He was really funny. Really? You're going to have me jumping all? I'm going to use Connie the- Selleck, the woman lead in that show? I think so, yeah. She also played in a show where she was an airline. Isn't she dead now? Stewardess. I don't, I don't think, know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Let me look that up. Isn't she write that, John Tesh? Write that down, devil. Oh, yeah, she is married to John Tesh. I don't know why I know that. I didn't even have to look that up. I think that's very sad. Anyway. Okay, so he's at the slaughterhouse. No, no, no. He's in, cranking he, one he out. He also was entranced by Roman Catholic rituals uh, and played priest at a homemade altar. So he set up a little altar in his house. It's convenient. Yeah. And then he doesn't get kicked out for masturbating. <laughs> yeah. These um, my goddamn morals. His his uh, it's a his childhood passions for watching cows and pigs being slaughtered and for playing priest would eventually converge in an unsettling way. I can't see a good way to do that. Yeah, no. And by the way, and whose parents lets them? I'm going. I'm going down to the slaughterhouse. Yeah. I'll check you guys around yeah. dinner time. No, no one move my altar. Well, especially when they're like five yeah. or six. I'm going down to the slaughterhouse. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, they figured, yeah. they figured getting him out of the house, he wouldn't be masturbating. Well, they failed. You come back two minutes later. I forgot my tube sock. Right. I'm back down to the slaughterhouse. Who let? Who think? What kind of parents think that's okay? Well, well, I mean, got him out of, he wasn't choking it at the table well, he anymore. he was choking the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Figured he'd go to the slaughterhouse. While visiting the slaughterhouse, he would often masturbate. <laughs> huh. Then feeling guilty about... <laughs> then he'd go home and pray about it? <laughs> then feeling guilty about spilling his seed. Oh! That's unsanitary. In front of swine, no less. Well, well, cloven uh, hooves and shit. <laughs> yeah, cloven hooves. That is unsanitary he and would, unseemly. He would rush off to confession. I to think confession there is in something. his closet with the altar. No, I think he or went to, to like a, an actual a, confession. A real church. And I'm sorry if you're like if you're a I'm kid. I'm telling you, and if you're a 15 year old boy, you is it 15? Is he 15? No, this I'm point? just saying if you're a 15 year old boy and you're going to confession every time you masturbate. Oh shit! You might as well. You might as well just. <laughs> well, that's why I think it's I couldn't convenient. get out of the church before I'd have to turn around and come <laughs> well, back. Well, that's why I thought it was convenient. He set up his own little thing like in his room in his closet. With, yeah, I don't. I think you have to confess. Through, I mean, you can't really just do it in your head, right? Well, I mean, can't you set up like a doll or something on the other side there forgive me father teddy bear <laughs> i guess you could for i, I have just, sinned I just it's don't been think. 20 minutes since just, my last confession well you know timmy this is this is a true story here but of course it is when i uh got my got my vasectomy mm-hmm. they uh oh a vasectomy story i love vasectomy they stories. told me that i had to bring a sample back in 12 weeks mm-hmm. a sample said, of what a sample of my seed. my seed all right and I said, you heard this story. 12 I weeks. Know, just, so gross and, and weird. I, and I said, well, 12 weeks, that's a long time. And she said, well, we need six cycles. Mm-hmm. And a cycle being a clearance. Right. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I understand uh, what a cycle is. An ejaculation. Yeah. And. Uh, Man, that first time, wasn't you scared? What's going to come out? Well, hold on, Timmy. So I said, six. Hold on. You're telling me. I'm, yeah, I'm I got six, I got twelve weeks to get six out. 
And I laughed because I was real nervous, and I just got it done. I said, you know what? Well, I don't know what kind of slackers you're dealing with here, but I could knock out two on the way to the car in the parking lot right now. I'm I don't sure, think you're supposed to. I'm sure that impressed her. It, yeah, because she's never heard that before. You know what? But this is a true story. When, well, yes, I was very afraid. What I was most afraid of was that they might have gotten in there and cut on something that they shouldn't have and that it wasn't going to work anymore. Because clearly this is the first time that this gentleman had done a vasectomy. So, you know, he doesn't do them every day, all day. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's the first time you have it. Yeah. That's what The first time? Mm -hmm. And he was doing a new procedure. The only time. He wasn't using a he. The, I told you that the guy yeah, says. I know. Oh, when I I don't I use a scalpelless method. And yeah, I was like, which I think you would be grateful for. No, I was like, what are you tearing through it with your I bare hands? Yeah, you chewing on, on this it with his teeth. You got an X-ray. You got a laser beam coming <laughs> down here and hit me on with the, his teeth. That's what he's doing. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, you rip it open with your bare hands. What are you doing here? No. So basically, you were neutered. I was. Uh, he was, I was neutered a long time ago. <laughs> I was neutered. Yeah, Timmy. Pretty much. Back to Hans. And anybody, any men thinking about it, it's quite painful. There's no way in hell I'd go through God, that. No, yeah, no, it's painful. Bag. It hurts. No way in hell. No you get frozen way. peas and pain pills. Don't care. Don't care. Never going to happen. Well. While I'm visiting the slaughterhouse, as I said, he would often masturbate. And then he would feel guilty and he about spilling his seed. And he would rush off to confession. As a child, he had no use for his brothers or friends, so he was kind of a little prick. Well, no, because he always had a dick in his hand, and they'd make fun of him. He became transfixed with religion and killing. Remember the <laughs> slaughterhouse thing going on. Healthy. He was just born. He, he, was, he should have been born during the Crusades or the Spanish Inquisition or something. When adolescence, yeah, he was just a few years, a little, two just, few years before yeah. the Nazis, so... When adolescent sexual fantasies uh, became intertwined with images of death and slaughter, problems are almost certain to arise. <laughs> I don't know why. Again, I don't see a good outcome. As an introverted teenager, the intelligent and scholarly Schmidt drifted into religious studies. So he was a good student. However... The character flaws and sexual conflict deepened, and he ran afoul of the law, Brandy. Oh, not a foul. A foul. <laughs> he was a scoff law. In 1897, that was Brandy, that was three years before the turn of the century. <laughs> uh-huh. They would wor- They were worried about uh, Y1K back then. Well, <laughs> clearly. And in 1897... At the age of 16, Hans was arrested for exposing himself to a group of eight-year-old girls on their way home from a Sunday picnic. Oh, Hans the Flasher. Hans, the girl spotted Hans masturbating with a side of fresh pork. (gasps) (laughs) I hope he at least warmed it up. Oh, that's so unsanitary. I just wonder if it came from their picnic. Pork, the other vagina. Uh, the other pink meat. <laughs> yeah, the other pink meat. Well, That's a good one, devil. <laughs> you know, it was probably, he, he, he could eat pork. I mean, he could do pork. <laughs> I don't He's know. Not that, Jewish. 
<laughs> I don't know that you want his marinated pork. Uh, that's so gross. All right, so the cops found him. They arrested him, uh, but they dropped. They didn't charge him. They just took him home. Yeah, well, no, you don't want to charge anybody with their dick out on some eight-year-olds. That's crazy talk. Uh, well, maybe the eight-year-olds just happened upon him as he was having his romantic interlude with his pork. Doesn't matter. Go home for that shit. I mean, it, it, does. it doesn't seem like it, uh, Chuck. It seems like he he did it on purpose so he could they could see. I wonder if he That's now my reading of it. Anyway. Do you think he got a rump roast and cut a hole in it, or did he uh, get two pork chops and hold them side I by know, side? I don't know if he did it on Periscope. I don't think there was any <laughs> photos. I think he just had a side of beef or pork. Don't you don't you ever just get a side of pork and think? Yeah. No, I do a, that. I'm going to tear that. Give me some rump roast. I'm going to tear the ass <laughs> end me, out of that give shit. Me some, give me a good well, pork loin. Well, he would probably have been okay if he hadn't done it in front of the eight-year-old girls. That, that That's frowned upon. No, it's not okay, ever. It's unseemly. It's At the very least, it is unseemly. Uh, so the, they didn't really charge him. They just took him home where his father beat him to within an inch of his life. <laughs> well, yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, seriously. You pork fucker, you. Well, yeah, when one of your kids comes home and they've been, you know. Well, you know, these Germans are pretty strict. <laughs> they are pretty strict. They've whipped this wang out on some kids. I bet he was pissed. Now, strangely. I doubt it. The beaning seemed to excite Hans. <laughs> I can't imagine. Hans popped a Woody when he was getting his ass whooped. And he became erect. <laughs> Oh, oh, I bet his dad was pissed. <laughs> and he discharged semen in his pants. <laughs> this upset his father. Well, yeah. Just a wee bit. It's made his father even more furious. Did he beat him harder because I just, yeah. No, he, he, he actually threatened to disown Hans. They should have put a real tight rubber band around that thing. So uh, his father and his mother, they get together and they decide that Hans needs uh, more attention than they can give him. He's huh. exorcist. Wonder what gave that shit away. So they send him to the local parish to live, where they hoped that uh, he would change his sinful ways. I'm telling you what, you get a 15-year-old, 16-year-old masturbating, <laughs> there's no change in that. No. So what do you do? You send him down to what makes him horny. Yeah. <laughs> send him down to the church. Well, no, they, it's not like he sent him to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> no, he liked down the church, to the too. Oscar he had his own plant. little... Now he's got the real altar there. He yeah, can just... No meat, no raw meat, no sounds well, of... Well, that's true. No sounds of, ki- you know, Yeah, because those and, little communion crackers, they're not the same. No, and no sound of hogs and stuff dying. Hans seemed to thrive at the parish. Uh, so much so, he decided to pursue a life... Uh, as a priest. So they you know, had a positive effect on him. Mm-hmm, Does celibate not. mean no masturbating? Well, you're not supposed to spill your seed, right? Well, you don't have to spill it. You can catch it with a masking <laughs> or something. I, think, I don't know. I think any time it's not going directly into a vagina. That you're For married, procreation oh. purposes. That you're married to, it's considered spilling. Considered spilling? Mm. Spillage. Spillage. Mm. Spillage in the village. Wow, well, clearly. Okay, so he's on track to go to the priesthood. Now, in 1902, a local seven-year-old girl named Greta Lehman, 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 Greta Lehman, 
went missing right before Christmas. Uh-oh. Mm. Yeah, the story turns darker here. The local constable formed a search party with many of the men in the community joining in, including young Hans Schmidt. The search was delayed several days due to a blinding snowstorm and then frigid temperatures. And Brandy's going to tell us what happens next. <coughs> On December 28, 1902, uh, Greta's nude body was discovered in the uh, forest outside uh, of town. How old was Greta? She was seven. Oh. Greta had been battered about the head and face with a blunt object. She'd been stabbed multiple times. It appeared somebody had tried to cut the young girl's head off. Damn. Ugh. Police speculate that perhaps the killer was in the process of dismembering the girl when something or someone scared him off. Further examination would reveal that the seven-year-old had been sexually abused either before or soon after her death, perhaps as she lay dying. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, an intensive investigation per, um, pursued, but the small village constable had never handled a murder investigation before. With very little evidence to go on, police conduct a house-to-house -house search for evidence. The only building in town not searched was a local churf and staff quarters. Hans Schmidt assisted the priest who presided over young Greta. The murder of the seven-year-old was never solved and soon became a cold case. Two years later, in 1904, at the age of 25, Hans Schmidt was ordained in Mainz. Yeah, Mainz, Germany. Although a devout Catholic, Hans had trouble adjusting to the priesthood. It sounded like everywhere he went, he had uh, he butted heads with his peers. Uh, I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. Yeah, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Thanks. He would often argue with superiors, and in one instance, tried to choke a nun for talking too much. Well, those nuns can be <laughs> chatty. They are. Nuns be testifying. Boy, they will, won't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he spent the next four years serving in Germany, but disputes with his higher-ups led to a relocation. It was only the start of his pattern of confrontation and relocation. Also, the Catholic Church has a history of this shit. Yeah. Perfect. I, I mean, he wasn't raping little boys, but... Mm. Yeah. No, we don't know. know yet. In 1908... At this point, we don't know. No sheep was safe around him, but... Well, no sheep was safe. Well, and, <laughs> and it's just... You know, there's a troublemaker, and rather than, you know, say, we're done and kick him out, they move right. him. Right. So he can be trouble for somebody else. Right. Couldn't leave your Subway sandwich on the table around his ass. That would be like, <laughs> if, Takes I mean, that would be like, <laughs> uh, Colonel, that would be like us pawning Brandy off on Insight or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Coast, it's like, just, just because. We're, we're not dealing with Yeah, them. we don't want to deal with our problems no yeah. more. Let's give it to them. Huh. That's cute. Could you imagine that triad of evil? All together. First of all, we would be awesome, but let's just okay. So That's in 1908, uh, he was transferred to the United States to St. John's Parish in Louisville, Kentucky. While Hans was serving in Louisville, a local nine-year-old girl named Alma Kellner went missing. Police quickly organized a search party. Hundreds of local citizens volunteered their time to search for the little girl. Four days after her disappearance, her body was found in the basement of St. John's John's Parish. Oh. Schmidt's first place of employment in the United States. Yeah, and basically about so two hours. So he's not even smart enough to, like... About two hours from us, right? Yeah. So he wasn't even smart enough to, like, move her. He just well, kept her around. Well, they, yeah, but they never convicted him of that. Well, murder. Alma had been sexually assaulted and bludgeoned to death, and her body uh, had been dismembered. 
Jesus. Seems to be a pattern. Yeah. Over a thousand suspects were brought in for questioning. Almost every adult male in the neighborhood, except for Father Hans, Hans Schmidt, would, uh, who would later preside over the girl's funeral. Schmidt did mention to the police that he saw the little girl not long before her disappearance talking to the church janitor. Ooh, that's nasty. The janitor, Joseph Wendling, uh, was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for the murder based on circumstantial evidence and bloody clothing found in his living quarters on church grounds. Until his death in prison, Wendling would maintain his innocence and claim the bloody claim the bloody clothes, I assume, uh, were not his and that had, they'd been planted. The only person other than Wendling who had access to the living quarters was Father Schmidt. Mm. Mm. It was not long before Father Schmidt started bumping heads with Catholic leaders in Louisville, and he was forced to relocate uh, to St. Boniface Church on the east side of Midtown Manhattan. It was at St. Boniface, Boniface that Father Schmidt met a beautiful Anne, is it Almuer? Almuer? Uh-huh. A housekeeper for the rectory who recently had immigrated from Austria. Anna. Anna Almuer. Yeah, Anna. Yeah, she's Almuer. from Austria, Colonel. You know she's hot. Well, oh, no. mm -hmm. they began having an affair. Uh, and for the first time, Hans was in love, and Anna returned his affection. When I was a kid, I lived across the street from a Catholic church, and um, we had a young priest and a young nun run away and got, they got, ran away and got married. It was like a big scandal. It was scandalous. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. It was like, this was like 1970 or something. It was a real scandal. They, you know, they were both like 21, 22, but... I met a guy. <clears throat> it, it was it was scandalous at the time. Met a guy one time who was a priest who this is a true story won the lottery, mm -hmm. left the priesthood with a nun, they got married. Well, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. How that how would that life? Well, you know, you can you will accept a life of poverty when you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. got other options. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't hit one of the massive ones. He just won like a $2 million one. I thought he was going to say, like, the, that's enough. $325. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, he won. He said, he, screw he, it. He had a scratch off. <laughs> he was like, fuck it, let's go. But no, it was well, a big I mean, scandal. You know, you're, giving up, you're giving up sex your whole life. I mean, that's a tough. Sex and stuff. Yeah, now, you know, you can be sad. a married. You can, If you're married when you go into the priesthood, though, you can. Uh, do you know how you know? Can you be married to me, priest? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. Did you know? Do you know why this all came about? That uh, priests yeah. had to be celibate. Uh, yeah, about land, right? Something about land. It was about land. Yeah. They did not want the priests to have heirs to pass their afford their land and fortunes onto, mm -hmm. so it got passed on to the church. Yeah, I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah. Pius uh, was the one their... who introduced that rule before that before pious he was very the first. pious he was, he, he was a pious motherfucker. he pretended to be pious mm. he was a self-pious yeah. man and you're very pious uh, yeah i'm originally i'm near i'm i'm op i'm the original to, pious we need to include that in your introduction <laughs> why because he's pious. Now you know. See, you're smarter than you were when you walked in this yeah, room. Yeah, because I didn't know that priests. Uh, they were married priests. Oh yeah, all through history, priests could get married. Well, I mean, I knew it through history. I just mean I didn't know now you could do that. It was about the 13th century. 
All right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, go ahead, Devil. Go ahead. Just tell it. Now, the Sea Hill girl, I, 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 I'm she, trying to enlighten Well, it. she, I mean, she's a Mormon, so she's used to everyone getting married. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah you, the priests get married. I'm, I'm speaking out of ignorance. I don't know anything about the Mormon faith. <laughs> don't listen to me. We're all speaking out of ignorance yeah. most of the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, Brandy, what else happens? So, obviously, they kept their affairs their affair secret uh they met late at night in a in seedy hotel rooms on manhattan's lower east side i like seedy hotel rooms yeah me too and i love the attention the priest was paying her he bought her small gifts and told her that one day he would except leave. when you buy yourself yeah they're not as fun to, no no you have to have some hooker name you know crystal the starlight or something mm-hmm. venus it's you gotta be named venus yeah, huh. All right. So he bought her small gifts and told her one day he would leave the priesthood and marry her. I am uh, on Tinder. Well, just wanted you to know that right now. You getting any likes? No. Nah, Nobody's know. liking the shit out of I'm about liking. everybody he sees. Yeah. I got to get a Tinder account. Yeah, you do. All right. So although Hans had strange sexual. You can't sexual, even get your fucking phone to work, dude. <laughs> I know. I'd probably get a like. Yeah, I'd give her a like. Um, I'd yeah, probably get a like. I probably run across. I'm not sure Mrs. if we Colonel. forgot what we're doing. Oh, back to the story, Brandon. Okay, but if we could muddle through, I'm this, sorry. That'd be fucking great. I'm back sorry to about the story. that because it's a fascinating. If you story. could hold our attention while you was doing this, yeah, mm. put a you little know, life into this. When, when she's talking, it's like Charlie Brown's. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can make this a lot more animated <laughs> if you want. Well, no, I mean Timmy spends a lot of time crafting a script, Devil. Yeah, bring it to life. I, I, come on now. We've been doing this a long time. Breathe some life into it, okay? Like, just like you suck the soul out of people. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, All she right, punched me no, twice. No more uh, violence. With please. my ring. We're a violent, uh, violent free. Uh, this is a safe this zone. This is a safe zone. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it ain't a safe zone for me. I'll okay. get hit every day. Now, damn it. Safety Hans, in place. Hans had strange sexual demands. Oh. Like, see, if you fuckers would have shut up, I'd have got to it. Okay, so he's he's with Anna, and then he's It's got... Anna. He likes it when she beats him with a belt before they make love. Oh. Well, who doesn't? Uh, yeah, but... and afterwards, it pisses you <laughs> off. <laughs> afterwards, you're just trying to relax. You're watching uh, sports center. So Anna did it because she was determined to make the relationship work. At work, the couple remained distant to throw off suspicion, but soon rumors started to swirl. Ah, fucking rumors. Hans Schmidt's pattern of relocation continued Because those nuns talk, man. Nuns be testifying. Yeah, Yeah, they will. Hans Schmidt's pattern of relocation continued, and he moved to St. Joseph's Church in West Harlem, away from his beloved Anna. All right, so they moved him again to a different parish. Goddamn right. Thanks for the recap. <laughs> Thank you. One possible reason for the transfer is that the church found out about the affair and looked to keep the news from getting out. But, as you all know, distance cannot stop the two lovers. No. Distance yep. will not stop love. Uh, no. I mean, love is eternal. Despite his subsequent transfer to a church in the distant area of the city, Schmidt and Anna continued a secret sexual relationship, which, mm. honestly, isn't that the best kind. So he was banging her, basically, is what you're trying to say. I, that that would be the sexual relationship <laughs> yeah. part, the aforementioned sexual I relationship wanna, part. I just want to, you know, I just want to. We want to put it in terms our listeners could understand. Yeah, I think yeah. they got there it. There was knocking boots. There was bumping uglies. They were doing all those. <laughs> 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. <laughs> okay. The beast with two backs. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if he wore his, like, uh, collar. Yeah. I don't oh, know. you know he did. Yeah. That's right. back when the priest wore the gowns, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he just lifted up that gown. So mm. on February 26, 1913, Schmidt married Anna in a secret ceremony that he performed himself. Oh, well, see, that's the advantage of being a priest. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, Catholic priests are, bla- are banned from getting married, let alone having sexual affairs. So... Hans and Anna's secret came to a gruesome end in 1913 when Schmidt was 31 and Anna was 21. Uh, She told Schmidt that she was pregnant and he knew his days as a priest would be over if word got out that an allegedly celibate Catholic priest had married and impregnated a woman. It's immaculate conception. The whole church is founded on that. He couldn't go with it? I guess not. Run on that. If they don't have faith in that one, then the whole church means nothing. Well... On September 2nd... Yeah, you at least, you know, give it a shot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a viable defense. Mm-hmm. On September 2nd, 1913, Father Schmidt slashed Anna's throat with a 12-inch uh. butcher's knife in an uptown Manhattan par- apartment he'd rented for her. He then sawed off her head with a hacksaw and then sawed her body in half. Now, he, it's not mentioned in there, but later one of his defense... God damn it. <laughs> you know, his defense was that um, he was trying to perform a, an illegal abortion. Well, I think he missed. By cutting her head? <laughs> I, think, I don't know if he understood how that worked. I don't think that I means what you think our, it means. Cut off his head, reach in, down the <laughs> yeah. neck. And, mm. Yeah, I, I know. It, it sounds weird. But uh, that was one of, uh, one of his... Uh, one of the defenses he used, well, other than insanity, but go ahead. He wrapped each section in newspaper from August 31st, put her lower body in one of her pillowcases that had a monogrammed A on it, and attached a large piece of gray-green schist, a medium-grade metamorphic rock, common in and around New York City to each of the body parts. He then took the pieces of his former lover and dumped them in the Hudson River. He counted on the schist he had gathered in Manhattan to sink the body to the bottom. 
Three days later, two kids on the New Jersey side of the Hudson came across the upper torso of a woman. Three miles downriver in Weehawken, New Jersey. Now, now, Do you Colonel, need to recap this? I've read three well, sentences. Well, but at the Colonel, something. If you're a teenager, you're down by the river. Wouldn't it piss you off if you found an upper torso of a woman? Instead of the So lower what are you going to do <laughs> well, if you get the lower, what... lower torso? Mm-hmm. That's Wait a minute. I think this says more about Timmy than anything. Yeah. I'm just saying, because if you're going if you to find, find a, to- a, a torso, Colonel, what are you open to if find? If you find the lower torso. Well, I'm a boob man myself, so <laughs> you're okay I go with, with the upper, upper. I would say. So let's, you know, you're okay with mermaids. Oh, mermaids are fine to me. Let's just hope that that never happens. That none, none of you ever find a body walking down by well, the Ohio River. I'm just saying, if you're fi- if you're 13 years old, it does, it sounds to me like you're talking about you know tomorrow. Well, I I think if I was 13 years old, I'd still find it pretty goddamn disturbing. Yes, <laughs> you would. But you why know. would you want to look at dead some lady's dead? Well, when you're 13, you're crotch. curious. You are curious, but I I don't know. It's still a dead body. You're not that curious. <laughs> You don't yeah. want to sit there and like flay it open and see what's going I'm not on. I'm saying you, you. Oh, I think you are saying it. Because by then she might have. I think you are saying. No, I'm not. I think I'm he's saying, saying if you're 13, you want to have relations, <laughs> but you only want it with the bottom part. <laughs> only with the you bottom part. You don't want part. to do it with the yeah. upper part because <laughs> that's because that's weird. And uh, and he and he wouldn't hit the dirty flower because no. that is gross. Because that's gross. I'm opposed but to you the know, dirty that, flower. But you know, messing around <laughs> with the upper part—that's yeah. just weird. <laughs> and you know, this woman could have had very well had decaying breast syndrome well and she clearly is going to have some decaying vaginal areas well we haven't seen the vaginal because the water and as a curiosity as a curiosity timmy's going to be down at the river <laughs> fucking some dead girl if you had to if you had to slapping it with a pork chop if you had to find one of them you know what? to tell your friend buddies Hey, I found this woman. I found her, you know, the upper torso. I found her boobs. Found her head. Whatever. Dude, if you're 13 years old, <laughs> but hey, the Sears catalog makes you spank it. Finding a torso. I mean, it don't that's like what part you find. Gold. What? <laughs> what the fuck? You disturb us. You are making me sit closer to the devil over here. Didn't no, me? I'm just saying you would curiosity-wise I mean, throw some chicken breast on that shit, and you've got yourself a party. You know, I feel bad for the young lady. I'm just saying. I clearly, I don't think, I yeah, don't know yeah, that yeah, you, yeah, 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 I'm about, just saying, if you're a kid, 13 years old, and you find a torso. I think you're going to scream and run your ass off. That's yeah, I think your wiener's probably the, the last thing on your mind right. at that point. All right. Call me crazy. Oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, fucking crazy. Crazy. Goddamn psycho. Uh, I, Colonel, I know you'd be all over it, man. Oh, it depends. God. Does it? Does it I don't know. I mean, she ain't talking. She ain't, you know. She ain't. But she's covered with like nibble marks and fish poop and oh, yeah. river stuff. No. That would be disturbing. No, it's fresh water. Yes. It's like getting out of the bathtub. It's not like that at all. <laughs> I think I would it's think. Not. It's yeah, not. getting out of the Hudson River is just like getting, <laughs> yeah, out, just like getting out of the bathtub. Stepping out of the shower. Christ. All right. <laughs> you know, and if with you, some uh, obsessively calm body butter. <laughs> you could have brought her right back to life. I mean, you could have. Uh, granted, you got to make yourself a, pl- a paper tube, right? Oh, God. Let's <laughs> like the other guy did. Again. Okay, Brandy. Really? Because so. you did this. <laughs> okay, Brandy. You so, did it. So I can recap. We're good. All right. So these kids, well, clearly, as Tim made us linger on, these children found her upper torso. Just the upper. Yes, just the upper. Mm hmm. 
uh, on the New start, Jersey side of the Hudson I River. I wonder if they, they started looking for the lower after that, though. Because, <laughs> you know, you think, you think if you have well, one. <laughs> wait a minute. What the fuck? If you give me a second. <laughs> okay. So, three miles downriver in Weehawken, New Jersey, the lower section of her body was found, still wrapped in a pillowcase with the schist attached to it. All right. So, those are the people who, uh, the people found it down there. Oh, those are the ones that are getting off, clearly. <laughs> yeah, lucky. Gonna have a bit those of a lucky bastards. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you need two to, pieces of the what puzzle. You need to do, what you need to do is stop just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what of, you need to do. Two pieces of the no, I'll ball. see if those kids would have hooked up together if they all knew each other. Oh my god! I mean, seriously, you could have had a whole. It's body. like what was that movie in the '80s? Science experiment or something? Weird science. Weird, weird science. science. Yeah. yeah, they could have been like weird like science. Like Doctor Frankenstein. Just soda uh, back to get staples or whatnot. And... Even though the body was found in New Jersey, the evidence was given to the New York Police Department. Schist, the kind of rock most available to Schmidt in Manhattan, is extremely rare in New Jersey. Okay, Brandy, so I want you to apologize to police officers everywhere because you're always bashing crappy police work. And here, these guys were bright enough to see that this rock that was attached to his own body <laughs> did not come from New Jersey but came to New York. He's a fucking finger and find it in the river. Is what's getting yeah, if he was it. here, he's pointing. <laughs> He's well, she's poking his finger in her face. I am talking about crappy police work. My dad's a cop. I have every right in the world to talk about crappy police work. This I will not apologize she does. for dick. That's this why I can make excellent. Stephen Hawking jokes. This is excellent police work. I just want you to acknowledge it. I can't even fucking get through reading it. <laughs> All right. So, Jesus. An autopsy of the body parts found, told the police that they were investigating the murder of a woman under 30, around 5 foot 4, and between 120 and 130 pounds, or 130 pounds. The autopsy also revealed that the woman had prematurely given birth shortly before she was murdered. Oh. Yes, I see he was, so trying, she, uh, he was trying to abort the kid. Well, Hold on. Prematurely given birth. Did she, lost the babe, did she lose the baby before I, he I killed think, her? No, no. I think what happened was he was trying to. He, he was trying to perform an abortion. Yeah. Right? That's probably what killed the woman. Yeah, and, and then cut. No, slitting her throat. I think that her. happened after the abortion I, went bad. Think I think the abortion went bad, and then he he killed her. Because I mean, he he broke down saying that he loved her. The New York Police Department turned to their best. It was kind of like that story of the the headless woman here. And um, remember, we did the story where mm -hmm. the woman had the illegal abortion, and they end up cutting her head off here in oh, yeah. Ohio. Uh, then, okay, so they turned to their best piece of evidence, aside from the body, and that was the monogram pillowcase. It was distinctive enough monogram for the police to trace it to a specific company, and the company kept detailed business records. The records for a pillowcase led to Amur's apartment. The landlord told officers that Mr. Hans Schmidt had rented the apartment for a female relative two weeks prior. Oh, he, was he then led the officers into the apartment, which was still a bloody murder scene. I wonder yeah, if he well, was masturbating during that time. Probably. Because you know what he is? He probably went back and masturbated all over that place. He's a fucking cock juggler is what he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cock juggler, the secret word of the day brought to you by Katya. Thank you, Katya. Um, we do secret words on our Excellent. history dweebs. Actually, this guy, if he would have had three group. penises, he would have been pounding them all three at the same He would have been he juggling. He would have been a cock juggler. So thank you, lovely Katya, for your uh, secret word. Thank okay. you. Okay. 
So my guess is he left it that way so he could go back and whack off. Probably. Asswipe. Or he was just lazy. Mm. The walls and the floor were splattered with bloodstains despite a scrubbing brush and six bars of soap by the sink. Father well, Schmidt, I'm sure it wasn't a sepsisly calm soap. But it was in New York, so it may have been. Father Schmidt had found better luck cleaning the blood off the butcher knife and the handsaw and had hidden them inside of a trunk. In another trunk, letters addressed to Anna mentioned Schmidt and his employment at St. Joseph's. The trunk also had handkerchiefs with the same embroidered A as the pillowcase. He'd have been better off just setting a fucking place on fire. Yeah. A bundle of letters addressed to one Anna Amur led to St. Boniface's Church on 42nd Street where the 21-year-old German immigrant had worked as a servant in the rectory until being discharged for misconduct. Mention of Schmidt's name brought another lead. St. Joseph's Church, 405 West 105th Street. Yeah, so the gig is up. <clears throat> well, now lead, is up. lead detective inspector Charles Faru and his partner went to St. Joseph's to question Schmidt about the bloodstained apartment rented in his name. Now, Father Hans Schmidt almost fainted. He got a case of the vapors when the police officers, he, when he opened the door and saw the police there, was he was like, oh, mama. But within minutes, Timmy, mm-hmm. he had confessed to both the marriage and the murder. There you go. Claiming I loved her and sacrifices should be consummated in blood. Well, that's, <clears throat> he's got a point. You got to admit, Brandy, he has a point. I don't have to admit that at all. Well, his trial began. What does that even mean? <clears throat> I don't know. You think he's just whacked? I think he's whacked. He's whacked. Really? What gave it fucking away <laughs> that he might be a little off center? Well, <clears throat> didn't think so. Continue, Colonel. Well, his trial began on the holiest of days, Timmy. A Sunday? December 7th. Oh, that's your birthday. It is, listeners. December yeah. 7th. Nin- not, not 1913, but. Close. Mm. 50 years before I was born. His guilt was not in question. So lawyers claimed he was over, overwhelmed, Timmy, with the bloodlust. Oh, the bloodlust, like Brandon. You've had the bloodlust, devil. You know you have. And, who's this, now, who's this remind you of, Timmy? And was too insane to know right from wrong. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Might as well just start calling him Brandon. <laughs> the devil. Really? So a media circus ensued as the New York papers became fascinated with the priest and his double life. When the press learned that Father Schmidt was suspected of killing his pregnant wife, it generated the kind of flashy headlines and gossipy speculation similar crimes elicit today, such as what was seen in the Scott Peterson trial. Yeah, it was a big uh, to-do. For 23 days and 23 nights, Timmy, his lawyers clung to the insanity plea. Well, Brandy claimed he was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was Lazarus, well, that's what I would go with. Right, but I think he knew right from wrong. Otherwise, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have cut up her body. He was removed from the courtroom eleven times for masturbating during the no, trial. No, no, no. You're making <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. It would have been, but you're making that up. The listeners wouldn't have known. It yeah. would have made for a better story. Continue. <clears throat> okay. The case was everything the sensationalist New York newspapers of the day wanted. Yellow journalism was in full swing, and the media set up their circus tent around the courthouse. What was uh, yellow journalism, Colonel? Remind us. Yellow journalism, it's back when they couldn't. Those of us like Brandy who don't. Well, during the war, they had to do a lot of recycling. No, no, no. 
And the paper that they could get the print on was not the pure white paper that they could use. They had to use the old paper that they'd recycled, which had a yellowish tint to it. So they called it yellow journalism. Now, yellow journalism was uh, basically they didn't really care about the news. It was what it was sensationalism. It was like yes. every newspaper turned into the National Enquirer, TMZ, yes. basically. Yes. So. Uh, Anyway, it was yellow journalism was in full swing, and the media set up their circus tent around the courthouse reporting every juicy detail. Now, you see, I'm bringing this to life here, You really are. See, when I write it, I have the colonel. He's talking in my head. Is he? Yeah. So you think about the colonel while you're writing? Yeah, because, you know, and the bottom half of a torso. When I'm writing your part, I'm thinking, I have to keep these, you know, I can't do multiple syllables. Very. Small words. Yeah. Short sentences. Wait a minute. Two words. Potato phantom. That's Continue, all. Colonel. She's being okay. rude. It's fucking scary ass <laughs> potatoes. She's scary. Being She's being rude, Colonel. Continue. Inside the courthouse, being insubordinate. Schmidt got his way. The plea worked. Two members of the jury fell for such insanity claim, and the trial ended in a hung jury. I was on a hung jury one time. I use that joke all the time. Brandy <laughs> would have let this guy walk because she already said he was insane. Ten no, to two in favor of conviction is how the jury was, but because of the strong evidence, the confession, and the public attention, the prosecutor decided to retry Father Schmidt. Well, hell yes. The guy uh, confessed. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough defense. <laughs> a 15-day trial ensued with the defense, again, claiming batshit crazy defense. And... uh. What was it? The first one was at, ten to two, right? Ten to ten two. two to and he acted out of passion. Mm-hmm. These jurors, Timmy, they weren't as forgiven the second time around. And Judge Vernon Davis, who would later come become tight end for the San Francisco no. 49ers. <laughs> no, not the um, same guy. <laughs> strongly advised against letting the second trial end like the first. In his instructions to the jury, Judge Davis advised, if you are satisfied that the defendant purchased a knife and saw with which he cut up the body, thinking of using them as he did, and if you are satisfied that in the middle of the night he went to the flat, took off his coat, cut her throat, then cut up her body, what conclusion do you come to? Use your common sense, people. Your experience with men. Bear in mind, it isn't every form of mental unsoundness that excuses a crime. So the jury took this at. Yeah, the judge was pissed off. He had to sit through that. He had to sit through that first. This had to sit through this trial twice. Yeah. Now the and jury the first t- time the jury, you know, they let him walk. The jury took his words to heart, Timmy. And on February fifth, two hours after deliberation, just long enough to get their lunch ticket, they co- convicted Schmidt of first degree devil, first degree murder. There we go. One week later, the disgraced priest was sentenced to death. After after a lengthy appeal process, he was executed on February 18, 1916. And as soon as the first volt of electricity hit him, 
He ejaculated in his pants. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> I bet he did. No. I bet. Okay, we don't know that for sure, but I'm speculating. You are. To this day, Schmidt is the only priest to be executed in the United States. Relentless media attention pulled details of Schmidt's troubling history out of the woodwork as reporters looked for new angles to cover. Indeed, a trail of previously unsolved crimes seemed to follow him everywhere he went. <clears throat> Yet public trust in church leaders had kept him from facing the consequences. For one, investigators found a second apartment which belonged to Schmidt. Inside, he had a printing press that churned out $10 bills. Yeah, so not only was he uh, this sex fiend killer, he was a... Um, he was a bootleg counterfeiter. He was a counterfeiter, yeah. And that's like... Printing out a two hundred and forty dollar yeah, bill $10, today. Ten dollars in nineteen thirteen or whatever. Yeah, it's like two hundred and forty bucks today. So let's like print out a two hundred and fifty dollar bill. Hmm. Along with the counterfeit money, Schmidt was working on a plan to partner with a Manhattan dentist, Robert Stricker, to commit a string of murders and make off with life insurance claims. Jeez, I wonder if he was gonna end on the Mike Malloy murder. Now, yeah, he didn't a, want no little, part of that little, one. A little later, I guess. Now, for his involvement, Stricker was sent, convicted and sentenced to 10 years in prison. In Louisville, newspaper reporters revisited the death of the nine-year-old girl, Alma Kilner. Yeah, the janitor ended up. The janitor ended up. Yeah, yeah. He did, yeah, he died in prison. Yeah. Whose body was found in the basement of St. John's Parish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Her body was found dismembered. We know all that. The convicted former church janitor was serving a life sentence based on Father Schmidt's conviction of murder. Windling sought a new trial, but was denied. He died in prison in 1917. He was buried in the prison cemetery. Even further back in Schmidt's history, German police traced evidence to that young first murder girl, Greta Lehmann, mm -hmm. in Schmidt's hometown of Aschweinberg. Mm -hmm. Germans never had a chance to question Schmidt because he was executed in the United States and the case went cold and that murder to this day remains unsolved. Timmy? Wow. Okay, so the Hans B. Schmidt, the first and only priest ever to be executed for murder in the United States. Uh, what's your final thoughts on this story, Brandy? Guys, gross. It's just gross. What's your what's your favorite part of the torso? I don't have one. No, no preference. Like a dead torso? Well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> well yeah. Okay, let's go with a live torso. If you a live to, torso. You choose. And I enjoy most of the parts of a live torso. Really? None of the dead ones. None of the dead ones. No, I'm 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 good. I, we really need to have a intervention is that the word i'm looking yeah, for he keeps going back to the dead torso it's a little I disturbing i'm just saying if you're out on a riverbank and you're fishing and a torso is going to come up you know what saying he's just hoping for the decayed vagina part of the torso right well there's more mystery because if you get the head well i guess you wouldn't get the head though would you, you no you don't get, get any of this no she didn't even she was venus the corpse oh. she was just Going down there, her arms were chopped off. All she was is little. So would you prefer torso. you prefer the dead boobies? I prefer not to not to run into any parts of dead shit floating down wanna, the river. I, I don't want to find dead yeah, bodies I'd, down by the river. But if I had don't to go find jogging, one, because that's joggers always find dead bodies. Well, that's the well, reason I that I don't jog. It. Huh? I think joggers are doing it. Now that's the reason I don't jog. I think they should have metal detectors on jogging paths. 
Well, and I, but I think that the reason joggers find dead bodies, I think it's God's way of, because you know, joggers always think that they're better because they they're do jogging. think they're better because <clears throat> they're jogging. And mm-hmm. I'm not jog- And I was up at six, and I jogged five miles, and then I came home. Screw you and your jogging. You know what? Then you can find all the dead bodies. Well, you know, I'll tell you the funniest thing is is Rudy. Did he find a dead body? When we're walking along Did a path. Did he fucking find a dead no, body? No, 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 no. This no, doesn't no. have shit He's to not do a with cadaver nothing. dog, but I, if he were, if I were to ask him to, he could find me a lot of things. Then it doesn't have shit to do with nothing. He does this thing to men joggers. I don't know why it's just men, but he just does it to men. If they're running, if they... I keep Rudy a certain distance away from the path when I take a walk in the park. And if they don't... <laughs> Timmy's got a burner phone over here that's gone rogue on us. No, it's, I think she's saying, shut up. So anyway, like no, I walk myself over about two foot off the path all this right, could be a to give them clearance. Story. Rudy thinks that they should give themselves the same two feet the other way. So he feels like if he's if he's making a, a, a effort to get away from them, they should make an effort to get away from him. But if they come right down the middle of the path, he'll wait till they get real close and <laughs> just get. You never seen joggers go into a sprint before like that. Yeah, it's funny as hell. It's an amazing story. Yeah, I'm. I'm you know, I can hardly keep it together. I, um, amazing. Carol, <laughs> do you have some like shout outs? I'm like the corpse. I, I'm found. telling you, we need a meeting. We need a professional. <laughs> we in need here. a young priest, an old oh, priest. Oh, we need a psychiatrist. A you all have torso preference. I got a question for you. We was in the beginning. We was talking about lovely Elise and her uh, her expectations. Her her child yeah, coming in. I think the child is. Uh, I think the child is due May the 19th near uh, Brandy's birthday and my birthday. Was you crazy horny all the time when you was pregnant, devil? Uh, You go through periods of that. Sometimes you are and sometimes you really just want to Well, sometimes you're tired and you want to kill your husband. Yeah. I mean, Renee would flip back and forth. Sometimes I could tell by the look on her face when I came through the door whether I should even talk to her or not. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's literally a skill how she you was. Really, should hone in on. Yeah, I yeah. and I still know you don't that look to be this able day. to pick it up here very well. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I guess uh, I, I'm. Shout out with the shout outs. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We got, of course, lovely Tasha and Ophelia. You torso uh, fucker, shut up over there. <laughs> yeah. We're getting to it. <laughs> We're getting Tasha to out it. there in California. Hey, Tasha, how's it going, sweetie? And Miss Ophelia. And her mother, the beautiful Ophelia. I don't think you should be calling anybody beautiful or nothing now Why? that you're hey, Because now they know that you, you know. You only care about the bottom half of the torso. Care, yeah. You don't care how beautiful they are as long as they got a nice lower I torso. Love and they're dead. And they're dead. Well, don't judge me. <laughs> oh no, we're judging hard. I'm over judging here. you six ways and, on Sunday. And it's you know what? When us two are judging you, when we're questioning your moral, I really shouldn't be anybody's moral compass. Moral clarity, you got a problem. I yeah, you're probably right. Rebecca Montane. Rebecca likes me. Hi, Rebecca. Mike Eisenhower and hey, Danielle Fredrickson. Toby Dees. Nancy, Toby. happy birthday, Nancy Jalapeno. Yes. Kim Kazmersky Kamikaze, Jennifer Hawkins, Lindsay O'Brien McMillan, Sonyana, Eddie Rushing, your handler, Sammy James, my buddy Jason Dykes, the lovely Amy, Amy Carol Payne, 
and the lovely Tyra Jenkins. Let's see. Oh, sweet little Emmy Waterfall. The lovely Emmy. Amber Anderson. Amber, hi. Mike Rosen. Um, new, new, to, uh, new to the page. I had not seen her before, but beautiful young lady, Tracy Busby. Hi, Tracy. Kelsey Fro. Um, Jorg Helkler. <clears throat> Alan Dobbs. Carlene Madison. Neil Eagleton. Natasha Davis. Nicholas Starr. Steve Miller. Angie Drake. Happy birthday to you, Angie. Becky Mitchell. Keith Frosty. Cheryl Musco. Andy Volley. Hey, Andy. Marvin Hammond. And Marvin's mother. Yes, she's a very lovely woman. Say hello to your mother for us. Yes, oh, she's beautiful. Marvin. Mary Ray. The lovely Mary Ray in upstate New York. Katie. Hmm. Wonder what I'm hoping for for my birthday this year. Katie. Moorhead. There we go, Timmy. That would be not a dead torso. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not if you find You got to find a head to get that. Right. Question. Yes. Did Ed Gein, when he Ed killed his Gein. mama, El Gein, I know. Jesus when he Christ. When he chopped his mama. He's mama's, mispronouncing his name for two years. <laughs> it's, a, it's a colloquialism. It's not. Okay, so anyway, when he killed his mama, didn't he hump the head? Uh, no, Which that was, that was that? Uh, Big Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper, that's right. There you Big go. Big Ed Kemper, okay. I know one of them was a head humper, but yeah. head humpers are the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. That's big <laughs> Timmy's yeah. not oh, one yeah, of them. Judging me, Timmy doesn't care. He's just looking for the torso coming down. Just, I know. You got three pieces. Timmy's only gonna be happy with one. Uh, if he finds the head or the upper torso, he's he like, throws oh, that fuck shit back. <laughs> fuck that. Why I always got to get the top half? Okay, Christine. Bushwa. Jeff Appel. Maggie Glover, Brandy McBride, lovely Lydia, Bond, Jean Bond, Tara V, John Cunningham, Gabby Lewis, Laura O'Reilly, the cigarette smoking monkey fraud, Jamie Tarantino. She's neither a monkey nor a smoker, nor does she even own a cowboy hat. And she's very attractive. It's false she's a beautiful woman. It's false yes, very beautiful. Beautiful woman. And say hello to Fat Boy Gardner, who is neither fat, I, a boy, nor a gardener. Fat Boy Gardner, all right. Let me get, let me get him on the list so I don't Please. forget him again. Do your job, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, here's where we go. Sydney and Michael and Wonder and the Wonder Dog. Stephanie Quick. Crazy ass Trixie, Gina Spillane, Amber Croup, William Truax, Denny Mac, Denny McNamara. How's it going, Denny? McNamara, and his lovely wife. I know she don't listen, but Denny got a lovely wife. Yes. Um, yes. Byron Snellings, and of course Bridget Clavey, Kate McCarthy, Joe Hopkins, Olivia Meyer, Brian and Lisa Lawton. Donna Curran and that beautiful dog Tucker. Did you see him in the snow? She put a picture yes, of that dog yes. in the snow. Yeah, gorgeous. Aaron Wentz, who I, you know, I don't, I could be wrong on this, but I believe Aaron lives someplace warm, and I don't like, I don't care for that. Why do you care if, if 
Why? Because I believe she may have posted a picture of something like warm and uh, and it was like 11 degrees here and it was it was like she was rubbing it in my face uh, maybe she lives in australia where it's summertime now no it's it's in the states right. i could be wrong right. phyllis munson now i'll tell you ali posted a picture on christmas day at a beach and it's all uh, that was just rude yeah yeah it was a gorgeous uh, picture all the trowbridges clark linda diane Shonda and Larry, Tommy Boomershine, Teresa Slavin, Jeff Chestnut, and again, happy birthday to his lovely wife, Don. Yes. I hope you and Dr. Jeff have a wonderful evening. I hope he cooks for you and treats you well. The beautiful Celine. Lovely Celine. Brittany and Chris, Missy Dean Horton. Of course, we got Jennifer and Linda already. Sam Hildebrand, Jeff Girdley. Let's see who we got here, Timmy. Thomas Tui, Dave Hill, John Gray, Don Gordon. Kirsten Davidson, Susan Angles, TJ Youngblood, another ginger that we all love, Robin Sanchez. Absolutely. A very beautiful young lady. Um, let's see. Tammy Ennis, Valerie Murray, Nancy Weller. Kirsten Andreessen. That's a tough one now. Uh, Kristen Andreessen. If I got that, tell me on the page how to say that right. Anita Darden. Jessica Winchester. The lovely Carla Nelson. Um, Carla, we hope you're feeling better. And my wife has had the same thing, and it just keeps hanging on and hanging on and Carla hanging has on. Uh, sinus, bad sinus. Infection. Well, I think she's got bronchitis and a cough yeah, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, she's so. a mess. Hang, hang in there, Carla. Yeah, my wife's had it for about two weeks now, so she hasn't lost her voice. I keep hoping for that. But Amber Trevino, Angie L. Did you say hi? Did you give a shout out to Brett Wilkins and Cheryl? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Karen Alden, Norman DiMaggio, Andy Smizer, Brandy Deese. Um, the lovely L little Callie Jones, Skip Fayou, Beth Wallen, Megan McKee, Susanna Sheldon, Jennifer Miller, Sabrina Whitener, Jeffrey Dolan, Stacy Lynn, Brenda Deutsch, Liz Evans, Jessica Bishop, Jen Moyer, Michael Daniel, Amelia Roscoe, Josh King, Maddie Kinnon, Heather Marshall, Terry Helmsley, Carol Nash, Kevin Behan, Lise, of course, Mike Tabor, John Janke, Jeff Hopkins. We got the two Hopkins, Jeff and mm -hmm. Joe, and Daza. We got the Heathers have turned into three Heathers now. We have three Heathers. Three Heathers. Heather Hall, Heather Poole, Heather Marshall. We love Heathers. Each one lovelier than the other. Brittany Powell, Brett Wilkins, Mike Arnold, Paul Mampilli, Sydney Overstreet Hamilton, Jennifer Potts, Maria Barber, Christina Montana, Christina Hodge, but she spells hers with a K, Steph Glenn, the lovely from the Bronx, Annette Petray. The lovely Annette Petray. Um, let's see where we got here now. Now we move on to... Well, before you do, did you get uh, Molly Erickson and Nicholas Starr? 
you know what? Molly Erickson, I put her on the list. Did I not say her name? I don't believe you did. Molly and Molly uh, Erickson and, and Nicholas Starr. Nicholas, yes. Please make sure you include them. Then I will make sure that they do not get missed again because I fixed the list this morning. I remember putting the names on them. Yes. She said we were gentlemen, in air quotes. Yeah, she's part of Team Devil. Mm. That's, that's all right. Thank you for listening, Molly. We do appreciate you and Nicholas listening. We do. Um, we appreciate you participating on the page. Now, <clears throat> we get to really what we consider <clears throat> the upper crust of listeners, the more discerning of listeners. All right. Those listeners who have declared themselves <clears throat> Team Colonel. Insane. And that would be, first of all, our lovely mascot we're led by. Our lovely mascot, beautiful little Fallon. Fallon is a very lovely young lady. She's she's an adorable young lady. She's I shouldn't say adorable. She's she's a beautiful young lady. Liz Keating, Radika Smith, Angela Cobes, even though she's a ginger, and we love gingers. Um, Scotty J, Monica D'Agostino, Tiffany Bell, of course. The lovely Shannon Rossett, um, Amanda Bocce Ball, she very pretty picture she put up. Jessica Williams, haven't heard from Jessica in a while. Hope she's doing good. Um, beautiful Frances Darton, lovely Jana Fitzgerald, who I mentioned is starting back to school. Karen Barnes, um, Jennifer Burdick. And the lovely little Sarah Mimosa, Angie Ball. You know, on Team Colonel, I got a lot of redheads here, Timmy. You did. Got a lot of Jim. And it's amazing and I, since you always say negative things. I do redheads. not. And that's, I like to clear that up. I love redheads, Timmy. Love gingers. It's just I know what they're capable of. That's all. Is it's, ginger a derogatory term, Brandy? No. You know what? No. Devil, you like dogs, right? Yes. I love German Shepherds. Okay. I love German Shepherds. They'll bite your goddamn arm off. Yes. Just, you can love redheads and know that they're going to bite your damn arm off. Uh, That's well, not saying anything negative I about it. I think them. for you that goes across the spectrum of all hair color. Well, that could, should yeah. actually really be careful. And, of course, I got the, the big guns here. Um, another redhead, Charlie and Allie. Of the Insight Podcast. Of the Insight Podcast. They had a really interesting uh, one last night about a wrongful conviction. So I listened to that last night. And the very pretty but smart as a potato, Nicola Reed. Smart, smart as, as a, a potato. potato. <laughs> I don't know. She's taking these exams and she said they make me feel dumber than a potato. And I said, you know, it really doesn't matter because you're very pretty. I see. And 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 that's why you see keep talking, but you say things you like that to wrong. people. Smarter than a potato. She is smarter than a potato. She's a genius. Well, fucking the girl left smarter than a potato. That's not saying anything. This girl left hey. high school when she was sixteen years old. I know. To go to you can the, say smart as a whip. To go to I'm going to be European. To go to university. You can say smart as a whip. Oh, she's you smart say, as a. You know, she's smart as a firecracker. Smart as a potato phantom. <laughs> yeah, so she, but but it doesn't matter because she's very pretty. 
Well, she is lovely. Clearly, it. She wants to do something besides you know, you know moisturize was, all you day. You know who was not very attractive? Queen Victoria. Not a pretty woman. Well, I don't think Queen Elizabeth's all. She ain't well, making I mean, me yeah, choke one out old, either. She's 180 years yeah, old. Yeah, I mean Queen Queen Victoria. Yeah, if you found her the bottom of her torso come floating down the lake, Timmy, what would you do? I don't know. He'd I'm be not on sure. that. If you're He'd be on that like a hobo if, on a ham sandwich. If you're a 13 year old boy and you find Queen Elizabeth's bottom torso come floating down at her age now, sure, hobo on a ham sandwich. <laughs> oh yeah. Continue. Colonel. Not now. Continue, just, Colonel. We got the lady, lovely Lady Beverly. Yes. Um, and really, the person who brings it, who this show is sponsored by. Who bring makes this makes this all come to life for all of us? Uh, the lovely Dottie Scott. Thank you, Mom. Um, Brandy, what? Where can people find us? Find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two pages. We have the History Dweebs page where we just post a bunch of stuff, and then we have History Dweebs the podcast group. And every, everyone that the Colonel has mentioned here is part of that group, and we uh, we interact on that page. So. We would encourage all of you to join History Dweebs, the podcast, Facebook group. We have a lot of fun there, and um, you'll get shout-outs, but we also, it's a very interesting group, and we'd encourage you all to join. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, at History Dweebs 1, and you can follow the colonel at Hawk Walters. And you can find us on iTunes. Yes, if you are on iTunes. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. Uh, it helps other people find the podcast and uh, we would really appreciate it. Um, and we got a very nice review, as I said uh, the other day from Jeff Hopkins, and we really appreciate that. So if you are on, listening to us on iTunes, uh, please leave us a review. We got a nice review from Joe Hopkins and uh, uh, gave us five stars. Thank you very much, Joe. Um, so if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. And then you can find us on any of the, uh, you know, Podcast Stitcher and Libsyn, anything yep. like that. We're all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. All right. We're like bed bugs. We are. Uh, Brandy, <laughs> any final thoughts? I have no final thoughts. I'm going to Atlanta in a couple of days. I know. Yes. You're going to be here tomorrow. What's today? I'll be here tomorrow. Today's Tuesday. Fuck, um, I was thinking today was Wednesday. No. It is not. Fuck. And you should not talk about days because we don't know when we're going to post this, so it throws people off. Okay, well. Oh, what do you think? We're doing this live? Do it live, damn it. Colonel, any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, if you're going to get married, don't marry a priest that likes to be, that likes to, rap, basically, well, he's wrapping all, his own pork and pork is what he's doing. Don't, don't marry a priest. Might don't be. marry a priest. But if you meet a man and you get, you know, things get romantical between you, you get down there and you get a whiff of bacon on his, on his, on his tallywhacker there, Timmy, mm-hmm. run. All you right. don't want any, any, you know, you, you don't That's want an idea. Yeah. If you was down there and you got a scent of bacon, would you think, hmm. This is peculiar, wouldn't you? I would. Have you ever smelled a bacon scented wiener? Definitely. When was the first time you had a... Oh, no. All right. Well, we'll, we'll save that for a later oh, podcast. Oh, goody. Oh, no. We got to know. Uh, uh, now you... See, you opened up that line of questioning. Uh, first time, Brandy, that you uh, engaged in any sort of oral simp stimulation? 
What? Why the fuck do you ask these people? I just want to know when she first touched the wiener, that's all. All right, fair enough. I was like 15. 15? I think that's about an appropriate age. Thank you. How about you, Colonel? When did you touch first wiener? Oh, I was probably like six months old. Yeah, I was grabbing that thing. I ain't let go of it since. All right, thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Good day. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.